Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 4 Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless wild living, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give account of him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. The end of all things is near, therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very word of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power for ever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Verse 3 says this, You have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies. Wait a minute. Am I the only one who hasn't spent time in the past doing orgies? Debauchery? Yes. Lust? Unfortunately, yes. Drunkenness? To my shame, yes. But orgies? I once went to a party where some people were kissing in the corner, but I don't remember joining in. Maybe that means this passage doesn't apply to me. Sadly, 
I think it does. In this description of the flood of dissipation, it is shocking that the only one that has an added adjective to set it apart as the worst is idolatry. And that cuts me to the core. I have looked to idols like the worst of them. Idolatry was neatly summed up by Augustine as any disordering of our loves. Idolatry is loving a good thing above the best thing. Working so hard that I neglect my other God-given responsibilities. Wanting to be liked more than wanting to do what Jesus wants. Meditating on my phone when I'm trying to meditate on the word. Idolatry is a subtle sin that we convince ourselves is not present until we begin to suffer. Suffering is about our nightmares becoming real. We suffer most when what we love most is attacked. And so suffering always exposes our idols. This is what Peter means, I think, when he says, he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. If, when we're in real physical pain, we can't love others deeply, we begin to realise where our priorities really lie. If, when we've been slighted, we use our words to get them back, then we realise how our honour is more important to us than Jesus's honour. And these revelations help us. They show us a new area where God wants to set us free. Living in exile and having people do people's stuff to us actually helps us become holy. As long as we use all these revelations as prompts to prayer. Because none of us have the strength to beat idolatry on our own. Through prayer. Prayer that commits us to our faithful creator. This unspeakable strength of the saviour seeps into our souls sustaining us in goodness and reordering our loves. So here's a question for reflection. How has suffering led you into prayer and then prayer into holiness? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.newtestamentjourney.net.